Lecture topic. Seven point plan to draw down the help of Allah. Alhamdulillah. 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 Dunya is a place of halat, all kinds of conditions, all kinds of situations. The Quranic Kareem has given us direction and guidance for every situation, every condition that we might ever face. And Allah has presented us with the incidents of the Anbiya who faced the different challenges that we sometimes face but at a scale that we can't even imagine. The conditions that we face sometimes in life whether it is the condition of some calamity, some difficulty, poverty, oppression, whatever it might be. All these conditions that we sometimes, and we sometimes face them, the amount of difficulty, hardship, whatever we might encounter in life, is not even a fraction of what the Anbiya encountered. And this is clearly spelled out by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ashadun nasi balaan al ambiya, thumma al amsal, fal amsal. That those who are tested the most, the ambi, those who are tested the most are the ambiya alaihi wasallam. And then next, those who are closest to them. And then those who are next closest in rank. So we can't even imagine the extent of the sacrifices that we made by the Ambiya what kind of situations and conditions they underwent. But Allah Ta'ala has preserved the lessons for us in the Quran Sharif that the Ambiya when they faced all these kind of halas, what did they do? How, how did they react? So the Quran Sharif is filled with these incidents. Among them is the incident that is dealt with this, in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited the incident of Sayyidina Yunus So in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif there is mention of this incident very briefly to get into the background of it just to understand the context Yunus invited his people towards Allah Ta'ala and repeatedly called them but there was complete rejection Nobody was prepared to take any hearing. Nobody is prepared to take any heed of the warnings that he gave. 
just to get to the main point, eventually he told them that look, this is now the deadline within three days. If you are not going to come back out of your neglect and out of this life of heedlessness, and you're not going to come to Allah wa Taala and accept Allah Taala as the one and only deity, accept me as the Nabi of Allah Taala and follow my way, then within three days this azab of Allah is coming. He would have obviously been informed that this would be the outcome within three days if these people don't repent. But now with the history and how this has been ongoing for such a long time, he didn't have any hope left. So he left the town that this is now in imminence because the deadline is within three days if these people don't repent, the azab of Allah is coming. So he left the town and on the outskirts of the town now, waiting for these three days to lapse, because he doesn't want to be in that space when the Azhar comes. But after he left, suddenly some people took note of the situation and they realized, look, this is probably coming now. And we rather take heed. So they all went out into the forest, they even took their cattle and whatever else, and they went and sort of place themselves there and engaged in sincere toba, cried immensely to Allah begged Allah's forgiveness and continued in this way for whatever the time was, one day, two days and they came back, they made toba, they accepted iman so that azab was now dependent on that if these people don't repent, azab is there but now they repented so when they repented, the azab was uplifted. So now three days passed. Yunus al Salam is on the far end. He doesn't know what has happened on this side. But after three days, no azab came. So he would have realized that now something has happened for the positive. But there was some kind of thing that used to happen in that time. That if somebody was established as a liar, then they would execute him. So this fear came that these people are going to somehow just make me like a liar. That you said three days time azab is coming, nothing came. So now this thought that perhaps I might be now treated in this way, he decided I'd rather leave this town and go away. And I'll go to some other place. So he came to the bank of the river or the sea, boarded some boat, and now in route while on the sea, suddenly this got caught in some whirlpool. So the people on that boat decided, look, this thing is now in danger, everybody is going to drown. But if one person jumps out of this boat, it can save it. But now who can be the one that can be told just of the cup, you rather jump out, everybody will tell the other person, that okay, we'll draw lots. And whoever's name comes out, then he must jump out. So in any case now they drew lots. So the first time round they drew lots, Yunus al-Islam's name comes out that he must be the one to jump out. But they themselves told him, no, not you. Because they recognized this is no order. Maybe they didn't even know him, maybe they knew him, Allah But they said, not you. We'll redo this. So they, for the second time, drew lots. The Quran Sharif Allah mentions this, for the second time they drew lots, whose name will come out? His name comes out the second time. They said, no, we're not accepting this also. We're going to draw lots for the third time. 
For the third time they draw lots and for the third time his name comes out. So without anybody still saying anything, he himself jumped into the ocean. And as soon as he jumped in the ocean by the command of Allah Ta'ala, a huge fish came and swallowed him. But that fish was commanded by Allah Ta'ala, this is not your food. Ibrahim was thrown into the fire, but the fire is Allah's Qudrat. Allah Ta'ala commanded the fire, this personality is not going to be touched in any way. Let alone burn him, you're going to become a garden for him. From outside the whole world will see a fire, but inside you are going to make it a garden for him. So likewise, this fish is Allah's Qudrat. Allah has full power over every creation. And every creation is subservient to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala commanded the fish, this is not your food. He will remain completely safe within you. Nothing will get harmed. But this was Allah's hikmat. Some, the, the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala in this, we can't fathom that. What are we going to fathom with our minute understanding? What is Allah's hikmat in everything? But this was apparently some tarbiyat that Allah Ta'ala was putting Yunus alayhi salam through. That that decision to finally leave, meaning not go back after you saw the azab didn't come, now what the right thing to do was to have gone back. But that was an error of judgment. It was something we were waiting for, watching first. But at that moment in time, he felt perhaps this is not a problem. This is not something that I'm doing anything wrong. And this, this is a common thing. They'll probably make me like a liar. They'll want to execute me. So now, to save my life, I'd rather go away. But that was an error of judgment. It was not something that was wrong, deliberately, any wrong done. But for people of very high position, even those minute little, slight little things that happen, which are not the most perfect step to take, let alone it being anything wrong, is not even wrong in any level, but it's not the best step that could have been taken. Allah Ta'ala puts them through some halat and conditions to make the tarbiyat of that situation as well. So any case now he remained in this belly of this fish. And being in this belly of this fish was a situation which apparently there is no chances of any survival. Inside the belly of the fish and then deep down in the ocean, Allah Ta'ala describes this situation and this whole scene when he called out in the darknesses, the plural darknesses, one the darkness of the night, then the darkness of the ocean, deep down in the ocean, what, how dark it is there. And then that too not just in the ocean, inside the belly of the fish inside an ocean. So the darknesses upon darknesses, Meaning that outwardly there was no ray of light that can give some hope. Outwardly it was bleak. It was a lost case. There was no way that any, there could have been any hope, but he didn't lose hope in that situation as well. What he did, he did what he could do. At that time what could he do? Could he try to now fight the fish in some way? How is he going to fight that fish? Who is going to have that strength in that situation to fight that fish inside the belly of the fish? 
If you go to call them to somebody who is going to hear him, what other? But what he could do, he did. And what he could do? فَنَادَى فِي الْظُلُبَاتِ أَلَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ What he could do was turn to Allah Ta'ala. And he turned to Allah Ta'ala. And begging Allah Ta'ala's help, begging Allah's forgiveness. فَنَادَى فِي الظُلُبَاتِ أَلَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتِ Allah, there is none worthy of worship but you. سبحانك, you are free from every blemish. And inni kuntu minal zalimeen. Ya Allah, I am the wrongdoers. Ambiyani Muslim are completely masoom, sinless. But despite being sinless, they always humble themselves in front of Allah Ta'ala. And they presented themselves in this manner. Whereas they were completely sinless, completely free of any sin. But now that he turned to Allah Ta'ala in this way, Allah Ta'ala has preserved this in the Quran Sharif, not just some for time, story time. And to put children off to sleep. We should be telling the children these stories as well. To make their iman. To enliven them. Not to put them off to sleep. To bring them alive. Make their heart come alive. It's no harm reading it just before going to bed. That's not the point. The point is that unfortunately our whole purpose is just to make them fall asleep. That is not the purpose of these incidents. The purpose is to make them come wide awake to reality and bring ourselves alive also. So Allah Ta'ala says that when He called out in this manner, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ We responded to His call. There are so many incidents in the Quran Sharif where Allah Ta'ala speaks about the Anbiya Al-Musalaatul and when they called Allah Ta'ala in their distress, وَيُّوبَ إِذْنَالَ رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الظُّرُ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Ayyub Ali Salaam, what difficulties, what hardships you underwent? Allah Ta'ala says, when he called out, Ya Allah, all these difficulties have come upon me. وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ We responded to his call. We removed those. Yes, there was a period of test. There was a period of sacrifice. And a period of perseverance, period of sorrow and patience. But when that time passed, Allah helped him. But it required perseverance. So, so many other incidents in the Quran Sharif also in the similar manner. He also Allah Ta'ala says, when he turns to Allah Ta'ala in this manner, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ We responded to his call and we brought him out of this grief. Allah Ta'ala commanded that fish to come and throw him out onto the shore. And now on the shore, now because of being inside the belly of the fish for this period of time, no food, nothing, he had become extremely weak. Allah Ta'ala caused one tree miraculously to grow just at his hand where he can touch something. And water spun out just close by to him. So when somebody perseveres, Allah Ta'ala opens the unseen help where on the where something is not expected it will happen but what's required the person turns sincerely to Allah Ta'ala. and then he doesn't stop there that when he turned to Allah Ta'ala, he called out to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity from this situation of complete desperation and hopelessness outwardly 
But in that outwardly hopeless situation, he didn't lose hope. A mu'min never loses hope. Because to lose hope is to feel as if na'udhu billah, thumma na'udhu billah. Allah Ta'ala does not have any power left to uplift this difficulty. So to have that kind of thought is na'udhu billah to, to have a very very negative thought about the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. But what is Allah's hikmat in something? We can't fathom that. But yes, Allah Ta'ala has system in dunya. We follow Allah's system, Allah will open the positive doors for us. So first, تَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجْجَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ Allah Ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ This is not confined to what was done for Yunus Ali Salaam and the miraculous way in which Allah Ta'ala then brought him out and then he survived this whole situation though outwardly there was no chance of survival Allah Ta'ala says, this is not something confined to him وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ in a similar way, we will deliver the believers out of their difficulties and hardships. This is Allah's system. So now the issue is that there are sometimes things which are beyond one's control. He is unable to do anything about it. Somebody is, for example, now in such a critical situation, the person's life is going. He is unable to do anything to treat him because he's not a medical person, he's not a doctor, he doesn't have any experience of how this person suddenly now got so sick. He doesn't know what to do in terms of treating him, but he can give him a few sips of water maybe. So now thinking that it's probably last moments, Allah knows this what's going on here. I don't have any idea what to do in terms of treating him. So I give him the water also. But any person who has some thinking, he will say it doesn't matter what the water will do for him or not, but in this kind of situation, a person, water too will help him. He'll feel some, some relief of some sort. He might be very in need of water in this moment. Whether that water was needed or not, he doesn't know, but he will still present it. He'll do something. He can't do something himself. He'll try to call for somebody to do something. The point is, there's always something that a person can do. Outwardly it seems like there is no chance of anything, but he doesn't sit down and keep his hands closed. Well now, it seems a matter of time, so just wait now, five days, one day, five hours, whatever it might be. Let the time pass, he does something till the last moment. Whether that something brings about the result he is hoping for or not, he doesn't know. But that's not his issue, and he doesn't worry about that. He tries to do what he can. So now in certain things, in day-to-day -day things, in dunya issues, we understand this principle very well. That to try and do the best we can, whatever we can, how little or how more we can, how much we can, we try. But then sometimes when it comes to other things, then there's so much we still can do, but we, we just sit behind. All we can then do is only talk about what is going on, what is happening in this part of the world, in that part of the world and after discussing it then what? No doubt, this is something when the mu'mineen are under some difficulty, wherever it might be this is the pain of one body and when there is one body and there is a pain in the body anywhere the whole body feels an ache, so he's going to express it so no doubt, every person will have that 
hurt in his heart and he will express it somewhere or the other. That's just understood. But then the non-stop discussion, for example, the current situation in Palestine, in Gaza, how many days have passed, if we add up all the time, it's understood sometimes is going to be in asking something, in expressing something, that's only human nature. And it's only actually the dictates of that brotherhood. But if we count all the time that was spent in that discussion, and especially following the news, it might run into many, many, many hours. Now one side we put all those many hours of just discussion and many hours of just news. So over the 10th days now, it will run probably into 20 hours, maybe someone will say 25 hours, somebody will say 30 hours, 40 hours, Allah knows. But now compared to that, how many hours were spent doing something constructive? So now a person will say, but in this part of the world, what can I do something that's constructive? But there's so much we can do, but we haven't done. And if you've done something, then in comparison to the amount of time that was just passed in news, and in just discussion upon discussion and analysis, some degree of that is understood. But that non-stop discussion, compared to that, how much of this has happened? Now the question is, what can we do? So now to know what we can do, and we should be wanting to do something. That is a dictate of Iman. And we should be trying to do something. But there is so much which is in our capacity. So the thing is now, what is to be done, and what are these things that will alleviate the difficulties? This is not confined to any one situation, whether it is a person's personal life, his personal problems, whether it is problems relating to his family or his household, whether it is something in his community, whether it is any part of the world, whether it is something that affects the entire Ummah, these are standard things that are extracted from the Quran and Sunnah. These are advices and this selection and extraction, these are advices of very senior personality, Hazrat Muhammad Salim Dorachab, down Barakatum of the UK, the seven point action plan, you may call it. We always got some plan of action for everything. So now there is a crisis in the Ummah, and besides talking about it, what else have we done? So yes, if you've done something, Alhamdulillah, but there was so much more we could do. So now the seven-point plan is not confined to the current situation, as mentioned, whether it is something personal, whether it is something domestic, whether it is anything. But in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, if these things are put into place, we start enacting these aspects, inshallah, on an individual scale, somebody does it, he'll see the benefit of it in his own life. As a family, it is done, they'll see the benefit within their household. And as an ummah at large, it's done, inshallah, we'll see the benefit overall. So now these seven aspects that are extracted from the Quran and Sunnah, number one is Tawbah. Top of the list is Tawbah. And if a person does a lot of other things, but refuses to sincerely repent, then he is blocking that Rahmat from descending. So he is on the one side doing things that will draw it down, but then he has put the barrier in place. Tawbah is what opens out the doors of the Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. The well-known Hadith Sharif, just to 
very quickly summarizes the person is traveling, Nabi Sallallahu is giving the whole example, person is traveling in the desert and now the desert is a desert, person gets lost in the desert, it's gone, now he's got his animal, his camel with him, his provisions on the camel, he comes to take a short rest under some tree, now when he wakes up, suddenly the camel has disappeared and now the camel has disappeared in the desert. What do you do there? You can't, you, there's no way to go and look for anything anywhere. As far as your eye can see, you can only see sand and nothing else and nobody else. So now it only comes to one thing that it's a matter of time before I'm going to drop dead because I'm going to have no food, I got no food, there's no water, there's no way I can reach any point. I can't do it on foot now. I have to have an animal to get to the nearest place. So it's a matter of time before my life goes. So now just in order to wait for death, that it's a matter of time, he goes to lie down again under the same tree. And sometime later again his eyes open to his astonishment that animal, that camel is right at his side again with all the provisions still intact. Now he was ready for death, waiting for death to arrive. And now out of the blue again he sees the hope of life. He gets so overjoyed, he can't contain his joy, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He lost control of his speech because of being overjoyed. Sometimes a person gets so ecstatic, he starts babbling something. People around him don't know what he's saying to. In that excitement, he starts saying, Allahumma anta abdi wa ana rabbuk. He lost control of what he's saying. He's saying, Ya Allah, you are my slave and I am your rabb. But Nabi Karim Salaam excused him. To try to show how excited he got that he made this mistake out of his over excitement, out of that extreme happiness he lost control over his senses also. Having described this entire scene as an example, Nabi Akareem Sahasam is bringing to our hearts the importance of Tawbah and how much Tawbah will draw down Allah Ta'ala's Rahmat. So this entire example was presented to make us come alive to that reality of Tawbah. Nabi Islam then says, Allah Ta'ala gets more happy with his servant when he makes Tawbah than this person when he found his camel. This person got so ecstatic, he couldn't, he had no control left of himself. Allah becomes more pleased with his servant when he makes sincere Tawbah. Now if everybody makes Tawbah, makes Tawbah from all the things we are involved in, makes Tawbah from the missing of Salah, for example, which is such a major sin, and everybody comes on fulfilling their five times daily Salah, in our homes, in our families, in our communities, we bring this alive. The masjid is full for Fajr Salah like in Jumu'ah. Everybody in the home is performing their Salah on the woman folk, on time, in good time. And everybody is made Tawbah from missing Salah. Everybody is made Tawbah from misusing their eyes and looking at filth and haram. Everybody has made Tawbah from ghibat. They made Tawbah from backbiting, from lying, from slandering, from all the other evils and filth. Made Tawbah from pride, from jealousy, from malice, from the internal sins, external sins. Now when everybody is going to make Tawbah, and Allah Ta'ala gets so pleased with somebody when he makes Tawbah, what extent of Rahmat will descend on them? That is 
the key to bringing this Rahmat down, Toba, Toba from all our issues, ponder over ourselves, what am I doing? How is my tongue being used? How is my eye being used? Am I causing oppression and zulm on anyone? I need to make Toba from all this. Come back to Allah wa ta'ala. Sometimes we are perpetrating zulm in our own home, sometimes in our businesses, sometimes out on the street, sometimes how we drive and how we conduct ourselves on the road and what not, and we just take it for granted sometimes who we abuse and how we speak to people, how we sway people now to make Toba from this to make Toba from all the evils and sins Toba from intoxication Toba from whatever other things are happening, gambling so now Toba, number one Toba Atta'ibu minazam kamalla zambala the one who sincerely makes Toba is like a person never committed the sin to start off with then after Toba then what? Making Toba sincerely and then after that just now carry on life like nothing happened. No, after Toba comes Taqwa. Now to live the life in accordance to Allah Ta'ala's commands. And when a person will take the step to live his life correctly with Taqwa, then Allah Ta'ala loves the Muttaqeen. Allah's help is with the Muttaqeen. Bala in Tasbiru wa Tastaku. These two things are often mentioned in the Quran Sharif. Sabr and taqwa, Allah's help comes on sabr and taqwa just on this note something which really inspired me recently of one person's account one business person and this could say no this toba and taqwa person mentioned his own incident says he was steeped in interest borrowing from the bank and this is all this Jewish system we curse the Jews, but we take their whole system wholeheartedly and we embrace it and we want to live by it. They've conditioned our minds to think like them in so many things in life that only selectively certain things we will oppose them. But the rest of it we've taken wholesale what they've given us. They've conditioned our minds to think that it cannot happen any other way. That what Allah Ta'ala said that that interest is haram, what Nabi Karim Salaam said that that interest draws down the lanat of Allah wa ta'ala la'an allahu aakil riba wa mukilahu wa shahidaihi wa katibai wa qalahum sawa whether the person is taking it whether he is giving the interest whether he is merely just ascribed to it a witness to it all this draws down the lanat of Allah wa ta'ala now what Allah ta'ala has cursed what Nabiya Kareem Salaam has sounded such severe warnings but they tell the whole world Look, that doesn't work. What we tell in you works. Without our system, you cannot survive. So Allah Ta'ala is saying this draws down lanat, and they say, no, this will bring everything in order. And they condition the minds in such a way that you'll find a Muslim saying the same words. It can't happen without it. But who said this? The Yahud said it. The Jews said it. They conditioned the minds to think like that. And they brought the system. If all the banks stop, if everybody stops borrowing from the banks at all, then the people who will go bankrupt are the Jews only. So in any case now, this person, mashallah, was giving his, his incident, says he was steeped in this, unfortunately, whatever had happened prior to that. And he says himself and his brother happened to be at some program somewhere, and the talk, somehow, something about the harm of interest and the evil of interest was mentioned. So now this struck him, that look, this is not in order, we have to come out of this. Now already that, that 
regret is tawbah. Another tawbah. Within the heart already there was regret. This is wrong. What I am doing is wrong. I must stop it. So now there is already that remorse in the heart. See, they came out of the masjid. He is looking at his brother. His brother is looking at him. And both are now sort of reading one another. And both then discuss this outside the masjid. You know what we just heard? We have to practice on this. We have to come out of this completely. This is not in order. So outside the masjid now, Toba and the step towards taqwa, that we have to get rid of this. And how? That even if it means we have to scale down the business. Allah Ta'ala didn't say that you have to do business at a certain level. Business is not an objective. Business is a means of halal earning. But when business will become an objective, then come what may, I have to now target something further. And I have to reach some targets. The target is earning halal risk. So now that halal risk, sometimes the person has earned for three generations already. But that doesn't matter now. There are certain further targets I have to put in place. Why? Because that has become the objective. So when business will become an objective, then every other issue will start creeping in. So business is a means, and a means of what? A means of earning halal risk. So that we conduct our lives with ifat, with afiyat, we conduct our lives without having to stretch our hands out in front of anybody, and to be able to fulfill Allah's commands with ease, live our life in a decent manner. So in any case now they decided, come what may, if it means we have to cut the business down, we'll cut it down. But we're not going to continue in this manner at all. So in any case now, number one was a genuine determination. Sincere intention, not just a wish and a hope. And number two, there was already action. That now we're going to do this even if it means cut down. I say further, just to time is already running out. He says they went to then decided how to now do this. What do we do? So they went to see the biggest customer. To so tell him that look, we can't continue to supply you the way that you are ordering now because we actually going to scale down. So this is what they went to tell the biggest customer. Because now that person is non-stop ordering more and more, so they are producing more and more for the production, they need more stock, and that they are borrowing for it. He says, no, we can't carry on like this. So they went to tell him that, flew over all the way to go tell him that. And they got there, this person starts talking, a non-Muslim person, and then he's telling them now, that, you know, I've been watching your growth. This is really phenomenal. But I can't imagine now somebody with this growth, how they're running 30-day accounts. Because you must be having quite a major cash flow. I think we're going to switch our account to seven days for you. I say, which customer on earth says that you've given me 30 days, but I'm going to take seven days only. This person decided, he's telling them, no, no, you can't run your business like this. You must be having a severe cash flow problem. We're going to change it around. We're going to give you your money in seven days now. You see, well, because he turned it around and decided to pay them every seven days around, that whole ease, the whole cash flow problem and all the interest in a short time, in a matter of seven, eight months, they were completely out of those very big figures of interest, never touched it again, made sincere toba from it, and they never stopped seeing the burkas of it also. But now, subhanAllah, there was a sincere intention, there was determination, there was action also. And that action was genuine, that even if it means we'll do less, but we're not going to do haram. But Allah Ta'ala's plan, everything is Allah's Qudrat. When a person takes a sincere step, when he's genuine, Allah sees the heart. 
Our tongue might say something, but Allah Ta'ala sees our heart. When that sincerity is in the heart, that determination is there, that step is genuine, Allah Ta'ala opens the door. Sometimes there will be some little test also. But then when a person perseveres, Allah Ta'ala opens the door for him. Just to go through those, through those points very quickly, number one was Tawbah, then is Taqwa. And Taqwa, the sum total of Taqwa is giving up the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Staying away from all sin. Number three, Dua. Dua, this is the weapon of the believer. Now how much time, how much time does it, or how difficult is it to make Dua? What do we have to spend to make Dua? Without any difficulty, every single person, young, old, healthy, sick, this is within every single person's capacity. Now if we do the, the balances again, how much time was spent in endless discussions, in just news upon news, how much time was spent in dua for the affected people and for the whole ummah. Apart from perhaps some maybe ijtimari dua, some joint dua somewhere, apart from maybe a few minutes here and there, other than that, is how much of time we have spent in just just scrolling this and scrolling that, but sometimes it's dua. Then sadaqa. Dua, dua removes calamities. A person, it comes in the dua, hadith sharif, dua, it helps in a calamity that has already befallen and even what has not yet come. It dispels it. Then sadaqa, which dispels the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's so much of Mentioned in the hadith, time is gone to get into those details. But sadaqa, this removes calamities. One is now to just give sadaqa, but make the niyat. Allah, this is on behalf of the people of Palestine. I'm giving this sadaqa. This is their sadaqa, on their behalf. We can not give a thousand grams, we can give hundred grams. Somebody can't give hundred grams, you can give fifty. You can't give fifty, you can give five. You can't give five, you can give one gram also. But daily some sadaqa, daily, whatever is in a person's capacity. And the more the better, but some amount, whatever little, even if it is one rand, less than a rand. But no day should go past without some sadaqa being given. And we can make niyat for multiple niyats in that, our own marhumin, etc. affected people, if fast in any part of the world. So in any case, then is sadaqa. After this is the aspect of sabr and salah. As mentioned already, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat comes when a person adopts sincere taqwa and he makes sabr. Wala in tasbiru wa tattaqu. He lives with taqwa and sabr. Halas, this is dunya. But in that patience, patience requires we don't do anything out of the laws of Allah Ta'ala. We don't do something that Allah is not pleased with. Many times there are some halat that come upon a person, personal situations. Now to try and get through his personal situation, so he is the aggrieved party, he is even the Muslim, he is the oppressed one. But now to get rid of the oppression, he starts committing oppression. So he is definitely Muslim, but now sometimes how he is trying to get the zulm of him, he becomes the zalim. So that help of Allah Ta'ala that was with the Muslim, that's gone elsewhere now. Because he's become the zalim. So yes, the halal come, but it requires patience. And the sabr doesn't mean do nothing. But the sabr means do that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. 
turn to Allah Ta'ala, make Allah help. Do what is within the means, within the limits of Sharia. Then, Salah. Salah is what draws down Allah Ta'ala's help. وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Seek Allah's assistance with sabr and with salah. With salah first is the five daily salah. We cannot be expecting to be shirking in our five daily salah and having Allah's assistance with us. If the five daily salah are compromised, we are, we are just moving out the help of Allah, Allah, moving it away. We are blocking it off. So that's the starting point, the five daily salah. But together with that, we try to improve the quality of the salah. Improve the, or increase the quantity of the salah. We can't increase the farz, farz is farz. But now more salah in the form of nafil as well. Salatul haja, And then making dua to Allah Ta'ala, making Allah's help. So the more we do, more salah. Now how much of time was spent in just talking and just browsing this and that? But how many times we took the time in the privacy of our home to make two rakahs nafil? Salatul haja, And then make dua and cry to Allah wa Ta'ala and beg Allah Ta'ala's help. So Salatul Haja, Nafil Salat, these are all things that we can so easily do and do a lot of. What we can do, we are not doing. What we can't do, we are now trying to do. But what we can do, start off with that. And then the last aspect is Zikr of Allah Ta'ala. It should be abundant Zikr. Among the very important Azkar, especially in the situation of difficulties and calamities and hardships, one is the same tasbih of Yunus al-Ikhraat that was discussed already. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zadimeen. One of them 111 times daily, this is prescribed by some very great mashayat. One of them 111 times daily, this has some very special effect in this number of recitations. This is out of experience. So we should try to make this a part of our daily tartib, daily recitations, ma'mool. Now we got time for so many things, but yet when we come to this, we'll suddenly find we got no time. But we'll have time to be scrolling so many different things. But to recite, and this is benefiting us and benefiting the Ummah. But if we're doing the other things, just scrolling and talking is benefiting nobody, neither us or anybody else. So in any case, this particular tasbih, likewise, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Ibrahim when he was being thrown into that fire, this was the tasbih he recited. This is how he turned to Allah Ta'ala. Allah. Allah is enough for us. Allah is sufficient for us. And He is the best to whom anything is entrusted. So repeatedly, this. Why is not necessarily only when a person has the chance to do it while sitting in one place, even while driving, while busy with some chore or some work, where it's possible to be engaged at the same time in reciting something. And apart from that, Excessive Durood Sharif and Salawat on Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The one Hadith Sharif, one Sahabi asked various details. Finally he asked, if I dedicate all my time towards reciting Durood upon you, Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah will take care of your every need. Will remove your every grief. So now excessive Salawat and excessive Durood Sharif, these are the things that will draw down Allah wa Ta'ala's Rahmat. This is what we can do. So what we can do, we should not share. We should not do less than what we can do. So we should try to actually do more of this. And in that sadaqah, whatever can be also done to help the affected people to contribute towards whatever their 
needs are to try and alleviate their suffering. Obviously, we open our hearts to the best we can. All the things that money is wasted in, just to try and make one name for oneself in weddings, in other functions, where there is pure wastage. Where something is already, we got something the top of the range, but now because something better has come out, which they are now calling the new ultimate. There was an old ultimate, now there is a new ultimate. So now just for that new ultimate, whereas this is better than the whatever we could have had all this while, but now there is another 100,000 and 500,000 is being spent just for the sake of an upgrade which is not required. Just because this is the newest phone on the market now. Whereas we didn't even learn all the features of the old one yet. I haven't even used half of it. But now this is the new in thing. So now I have to be at the front of the trend. All this is something to be totally shunned. All this money will be accounted, accountable for the day of Qiyamah. We'll get great rewards by using this in the right way and using it in these avenues to help the affected, help the needy. There's so many in our own communities who are really in dire circumstances. This is where we should be looking for these avenues to spend our money in this direction. This is what's going to bring the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala for us also, for the ummah at large. Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala remove the suffering of the ummah. Allah Ta'ala grant afiyat to one and all in their deen, in their dunya. Allah Ta'ala keep us also in the entire ummah steadfast on iman. Allah Ta'ala take us on perfect iman and raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين مكزيكال فرف يوم رسل دعوانش Nah, 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 nah,
in our lives and remove the difficulties and hardships of the Prophet Allah. Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslim community suffered the Allah, Allah, remove the pain and suffering the Allah. Allah, protect the people of Palestine, the Allah. Protect the people of the entire Ummah, the Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslim community suffering and hardship, the Allah. Allah, remove the pain and suffering the Allah. Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, the Allah. Allah, Allah, having granted desire, the Allah. Allah, if he died, he was meant for the Allah. Allah, wipe him out from the face of the Sahih Allah. Allah, Allah, the Allah, bring about such a punishment upon the Allah that becomes a trigger for the entire humanity to stay out of the Allah. Allah, Allah, the Allah, grant our faith in deed, the Allah. Grant our faith in dunya, the Allah. Allah, protect one and all, the Allah. Protect the iman and amal of each one, the Allah. Protect the life of the honor of everyone, the Allah. Allah will allow me to save us from all the haram, save us from haram earnings, save us from haram actions, save us from haram thoughts, save us from everything that displeases you, Allah. Allah will allow me to grant us a topic of all that brings up your rahmat, and grant us a topic of being that which you are pleased with, Allah. Allah make us the true mutis of the Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and save us from the ways of the Yahud and Masada, Allah. Allah, remove the ways of Yahud and Masada from our lives, Allah. Allah, enable us to love the Mubarak Sunnah of the Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and enable us to love his Mubarak Sunnah, Allah. Allah, Allah, all those who are sick in the Shifai, Kabila, Ahadila, Mustabirra, Zalima, Allah, remove any trace of the rain of Allah. Those are any kind of difficulties and hardships remove with God for Allah. Allah, 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 remove all the anxiety, worry, depression, grief, Allah. Allah, Allah, fill the heart with the and sukoon, Allah. Allah, Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Allah. Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Allah. Make us among the true sabirin, Allah. Make us among the muttaqin, Allah. Make us among the muhsineen, Allah. Make us among the tawabin, Allah. Make us among the mutatahdirin, Allah. Allah, cleanse us internally and externally, Allah. And all those who have raised their hands to the Lord, all who ask us to make the Lord for them, fulfill each one's giant needs, Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Allah. Grant each one's burden in every aspect, Allah. Grant each one's aspirations in deen and dunya, Allah. Make each one's children the goodness of their eyes, Allah. Guide one and all to the right path, Allah. Guide one and all to your pleasure at all times, Allah. Whatever we have asked for, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Allah. But we should have been asking for it in Allah, Allah. Allah bless us with that as well, Allah. Allahumma inna asyukat khayrima, sa'alakat munafika wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharima sa'adika munafika wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta musta'an wa alayka al-badab. Wa la hawla wa la quwwat illa billahi al-alim al-alim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahabihi ma'in. Wa alhamdulillah.